All right, everybody, take two. This has already been recorded once, so hopefully the second go around is better because my microphone apparently didn't work. So today we are going to be talking about Noah and the ark, and we are going to be talking about how he was a righteous man and he was obedient to God. And we are actually going to be talking about obedience. In the next episode, we are going to be releasing four episodes to start us off, but then after the next episode, the next one won't be until a week later. So we're trying to just get four out and then we're going to start doing it weekly. So then I'm sorry, you'll have to start waiting a whole week for it unless we decide to change the format later on. Anyways, we are going to be in Genesis 6, 5 through 9, 17. And it says, one day God looked at all the people on the earth and saw that their every thought was evil and full of sin. He was sorry that he had ever made man. So God said, I will wipe man off the face of the earth. But Noah was a good and righteous man who tried to follow God in all things. God wanted to save Noah. So he said to him, build an ark out of gopher wood, make it 450 feet long, 75 feet wide and 45 feet high. Then God told Noah exactly how to build the roof, where to put the door, and how to fix the rooms inside the ark. God said, I will flood the earth and everything on it will die, but I will keep you safe. You will go into the ark with your sons and your wife and your son's wives. Take with you two of every kind of creature, male and female, to keep them alive too. So Noah built the ark just as God told him. Then he, his family, and the animals went inside, and God shut the door. The rains came, and it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. The waters rose and covered the entire earth, even the mountains. Everything on dry land died. Only Noah and those in the ark lived. For 150 days, the water completely covered the earth. Then God sent a wind to dry up the waters. After another 150 days, the ark landed on the mountains of Ariat. After 40 days, Noah opened the window and sent out a raven. The raven flew back and forth until the waters dried up. Then Noah sent out a dove, but she came back to the ark because she couldn't find a place to rest. After seven days, Noah sent the dove out again. This time, she came back with an olive leaf. A week later, Noah sent the dove out again. And this time she didn't return. The ground was dry. Noah, his family, and all the animals came out of the ark. God promised he would never again flood the whole earth. Then he placed a rainbow in the sky as a sign of his promise. First off, I want to say that that is what the rainbow is truly a, a, a symbol of. I'm not going to get into the details, but the world wants you to think the rainbow is something a symbol of something else. And that's simply not true. The rainbow was created as a promise, as a, a signature, you could say, on the covenant God set with Noah. The Noahic covenant is about how God promised Noah that he would never flood the earth again in this capacity. And second, we can see the Christ connection here. The story of the flood shows us how serious God is about sin. He will not leave sin unpunished. But the story of Noah also shows us how loving our God is. He provided a rescue plan for Noah and his family. 
This story also points out the, to the greater rescue plan of Jesus, the, who was the only perfectly righteous person who came to take the punishment for sin. We trust his act of obedience and are saved from the punishment of our sin and what our sin deserves. And so we see the correlation here between Christ and Noah. Noah was very, oh, the righteous, only righteous man left on earth. And he was obedient to the call of God and what he set before them. Was he perfect as Jesus was perfect? Jesus also was righteous and obedient to what God called him to. No, Noah wasn't perfect. Jesus was perfect. The difference here is Noah gave what separated Noah from the rest of the world and why he and his family were saved is because Noah gave his absolute best. He wasn't perfect, but he gave his best and tried to be righteous in everything that he did. We read that in the scripture here. So that's what sets him differently from Christ. Christ came, was absolutely perfect, and that's why he was the perfect sacrifice for our sins on the cross. But Noah, what he did, and this is what God, God asks of us, God asks of us to just give our absolute best, not to be perfect. He doesn't expect perfection because he knows we can't be perfect. He just asks of us our absolute best and to try our very best day in and day out. And if that's what God wants from us, that's what we should do, right? We should try our very best every single day. And we should also remember that usually that's what our teachers want from us. It's what our parents want from us. They don't even, well, they shouldn't ask for your perfection because not even God asks for your perfection. But they ask you to do your very best. And sometimes maybe once in a blue moon, that is a perf- you do something perfect. Maybe you get 100% on that test and you could have done no better because you aced it. You got 100 out of 100. But most of the times we do fall short of expectations. But don't let that get you down. Just remember, we aren't called to be perfect. We are called to give our very best. All right? So if you enjoyed this, currently Raising Unashamed Kids has discipleship workbooks out right now. And right now you can dive a little more into the story of Noah and the story of the Garden of Eden and story we're going to talk about next week and so on and so forth. But part one of Genesis, which covers Genesis chapter one through 25, is out now in our discipleship workbooks. I would love for you to grab one on Amazon and deep dive in to what the word has for you. The word of God does not go void. So if you want to dive deeper into scripture, go on amazon.com, the Raising Unashamed Kids Discipleship Workbook, Genesis Part 1 is currently out, and I highly recommend it. It's going over great with the kids I know already have been using it, and I just pray that the Lord can use it in your life as well. So before we wrap up, I want to talk about our big picture question, and that is why does sin separate people from God? And we kind of talked about that already. But the big the answer is God is holy and separate from sin. He can't 
be. He's so perfect. He can't be in the world of sin. That doesn't make so much sense. But when you deep, deep dive into all of it, it does. That is why Jesus came to die on a cross from our sin, to bridge that gap, to tear the veil. And then the, when Jesus ascended, the Holy Spirit came down. And when we believe in Christ, it fills us. And he's the Holy Spirit is also known as the helper for us here on earth. And they, we are the new temple after that veil has been torn. We become the new temple of the Holy Spirit, each and every one of us. That's why we want to take care of our temples. That's why we don't, we want to treat our temples nicely. We want to treat our body nicely. We are, the Holy Spirit is dwelling within us when we want to take care of that. We'll talk about that more in episodes to come. But until then, I pray that you all know how much you are loved, not only by the kingdom of God, kingdom and Jesus, I should say, but I also love you. And I'm praying for everybody who listens to this podcast. It is such an honor to do this. So have a great day, kids. And I pray that the Lord is speaking to you right now. Follow that leading. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Godly Kid Podcast. I ask that one thing of you. Could you please like, subscribe, rate this podcast, share it with a friend so we can get the word out that God is so good and we can help kids hear the gospel in multiple different ways and for this to be used as a tool to build up the kingdom and for the kids to stand firm in the foundation of Christ. So thank you in advance. Please like, share, subscribe, rate all the things, and we will see you soon.